Green Day publicly speaks about their performance that happened after the Acrobats' death at a concert festival a few weeks ago. Meanwhile, Shia LaBeouf spends the weekend being drunk, being disorderly, and getting arrested. Plus, the amazing performance by Dr. Brandon Rogers, which happened a month after his death, of course, recorded a month earlier uh, from America's Got Talent. We get a chance to see his performance and are definitely missing out on the back end. But those three stories missing out the top ten for this week's This is the Conversation Conversations. So, which stories are actually in the top ten? We'll get to those in just a moment for the weekly wrap-up podcast for the week ending July 15th, 2017. Welcome back to this podcast. This is the weekly wrap-up podcast from This is the Conversation. I'm still Jay Cleveland Payne, though. I do the moderation and the, of course, voicing for these podcasts, talking about the conversations, the news stories, some big, some small, some little out of the way that you guys talk to us about all week long via social media and our website, of course. That is thisisaconversation.com. And, of course, social media. Find us at TH underscore conversation and on Facebook, we are This Is A Conversation. Now, how does this podcast work? Well, this podcast works very simply. We are going to go over the top ten conversations of the week. We had seven days from last Friday to yesterday uh, to look at various stories to see which ones got the most response from you out there. This comes from all the total interaction between Facebook and Twitter and the website and some private emails that do come in here or there. We take that up, tabulate them, put them in a spreadsheet, rack them, stack them, and tell you which ones are the top ten for the week in reverse order. And then we come back and tell you which ones didn't quite make it but are some pretty big stories to talk about that people definitely had a few good opinions on. And this week we are blessed to have in our first interview section into the podcast. We've been advertising that for a while. We'll talk to someone with their opinion on the news and how they interact with the news. And they will play our unfair news game, which we're calling Unfair Brackets. Or I think that's what we're calling. We've changed the name three or four times here. Then we'll probably change it inside of the game because I'll mess it up. But we'll play Unfair Brackets with our first guest today. And you'll get a chance to have great fun with them. So let's get into the stories, the top 10 for the week that were responded by you, of course. And we're very glad to have all your work with these. You were, of course, uh, commented on or conversed with or interacted with on social media, starting off from down to the bottom, bottom to top, if you will say that. Sometimes I'll get it right. All right, so attorneys agreed to exchange car crash data in Venus Williams's case. That was the number 10 story for the week. And what came about from this story was that after reviewing this data and reviewing the looks and reviewing everything again, Venus Williams, who is Venus Williams, who's had a very emotional week at Wimbledon, uh, essentially being asked questions about this car crash that she was found uh, liable for the death of a man in months ago, was found not liable for the car crash. She actually was ruled to be having the right of way and not interfering with the traffic as it stood after the data was re-looked at. So there's going to be some new and sort of improved going on the case, although she did file to have the investigation halted uh, very early into her work into Wimbledon. And we may see whether the, the, the case that was found by the surviving widow of the man will go through as a civil case for any problems because at this point she technically is off the hook for being cleared of have not having the right of way and working out of this. We'll see how that works out in the next couple of weeks. Now, happening uh, late in the week, early in the week, I should say, a soldier uh, in the middle of a domestic dispute with his wife 
shot and killed both his wife and a New York State trooper who was responding to the scene for the disturbance. This was a very sad story out of New York State, uh, where a soldier who had served multiple times overseas doing what he does, serving a country that we're all proud of, uh, was in the middle of a dispute with his wife late at night, and the New York trooper who uh, responded to that call ended up losing his life from as from the get-go. As soon as he responded to the call, he was shot in the melee, his wife was shot, and then the man surrendered peacefully after that. This is a story that's going to take a while to kind of work through, and we'll be talking about this trial for months, I'm sure, once they get things prepared to go for trial, and all the full details of the entire dispute uh, get to be seen in, seen in the light of day for the world. The number nine story of the week is that giant iceberg we've been talking about for months. It's that was going to be the size of Delaware. Now officially is an iceberg, officially the size of Delaware and about 700 feet deep, by the way. And it has broken off in Antarctica and is floating out into the sea. Now, scientists are still observing the ice shelf to see, A, what it will particularly do to uh, the climate that it will enter into, will it affect the climates there locally? B, will the loss of ice in Antarctica, that big chunk of ice, be a big issue for the rest of the continent there in the near term, far term, which they expect it to be, but how near term it will be? And essentially, uh, just a general global warming um, theory. Do you believe it? Do you not believe it? Does this prove or disprove what you believe? Or is it just a fluke that a very large, extremely large shelf of ice is now floating free in the ocean? We have a couple of stories that made the top 10 that were really big on some interesting and interesting how they're popular um, media forms, uh, comics and cartoons and whatnot. We go first with the number seven story for this week, and it deals with Walt Disney. And it is working on its live action Aladdin because Disney's doing all its classic shows in live action. Uh, they first start off with the cartoons that are original, and then they put them on Broadway and various shows. And now they're going to put a lot of them into real time with real people. The problem with Aladdin is they can't find an Aladdin. There's no one apparently who's good enough to play Aladdin, a teenage Arabic man, boy, if you will, uh, who runs the streets and looks charming and can sing and dance and do all that great stuff there. No one. It's not as if there's this place called Bollywood in India that has people that work in the industry to do nothing but sing and dance and jump around and look like they're magical. Uh, the biggest issue is the names that Hollywood, a.k.a. Disney, is kind of floating on are some big names, but the actors are fairly older that you know of, or they're not known for playing things that require a lot of dexterity and artistic value. Dev Patel some drop down, but no one believes he actually knows how to sing, and they're pretty sure he doesn't dance very well. Your your view may vary on that one, but that seems to be the problem with casting a guy like that in that role at the moment. We will see how well it actually works out as Disney tries to find their Aladdin. They're doing a little better with some other roles, although Will Smith is rumored to play the genie, and you can take that as you want to. But Disney will, of course, figure it out and figure it out pretty quick, we're sure, because this is just money waiting to be made if they can get it done and onto movie screens and on not quite your shelves. I guess you're not buying DVDs or videos anymore, but in your, your devices to watch your videos. The number six story for the week is a story that I don't have a, a actual um, conclusion for because we taped this uh, the day before on, on Friday, and on Friday I could not find any actual conclusion to the story. 
This is the SAG-AFRA strike or possible strike that was going to come about for NPR journalists. NPR journalists are covered, or at least members of the Screen Actors Guild uh, for a union for their way to negotiate their big contracts with NPR. NPR was trying to work out the contract negotiation and were essentially cutting lots of things that the journalists weren't too happy with. They had a deadline that actually killed, was actually handled weeks ago, and the extension to work out the contract ended on the 13th, and they put up a countdown clock, just being the journalists or people representing the journalists, put up a countdown clock, put up a campaign to sort of uh, talk about how important they are to the series, uh, how they didn't want to strike and have replacement uh, readers in on the bills, and of course, put out a hashtag, because that's how we do these things these days. The hashtag was, or still is, I'm sure, we make NPR. Many people, many actors and actresses and famous people went out there to share the hashtag and share the love for NPR. Like I said, this was previously recorded, so I don't have a big idea on whether this was actually dealt with or not. We'll probably talk about that on Monday as we recap the Friday, Saturday, Sundays for daily recaps and see if something happened over the weekend or whenever it does. The number five story is a pretty quick story. Rumors have it that the new iPhone 8, which is having some issues with its fingerprint uh, ID technology, which is not the problem that we had to talk about, but the rumors have it that it's going to be pretty, pretty pricey, and we're not exactly sure why because there's no real word on what the new gizmo thing that's going to go into it that will make the cost go up. But the iPhone, which is 10 years old at this point, this is official iteration number eight that's coming out very soon, may cost $1,200, or it may not, because Apple iPhone rumors are really hot, especially when you get closer and closer to release dates. So if you are looking for that new iPhone upgrade and you're going to pay for it outright in cash, it's going to cost you a lot more cash this time. So there's your warning. Expected to have a price tag of around $1,200, and that's not telling which actual version it will be. It's probably the higher price version, the higher gig version, the one with all the storage. We'll see when that comes down. Our number four story of the week in Mississippi, a KC-130 crashed over um, the land in Mississippi after developing some problems in high altitude. Inside the plane were 16 Marines who all lost their lives. It was a a precarious situation, number one, losing military aircraft like that. Number two, the Marines on this aircraft were part of an elite unit that was carrying lots and lots of special tools, which includes lots and lots of guns and ammunition. They had to cordon off the area where the crash was going, and fire officials had issues, of course, getting the fire out, and police had issues keeping people away as various uh, smaller explosions went off which are parts of the fire that held places with ammunition. No real reason for the crash has been given as of yet, but they do know that the problems with the plane occurred as they tried to reach a higher rate of altitude cruising over Mississippi. A number three story for the week is David Brooks. He's a columnist for the New York Times, and many people have problems with the New York Times and their columnists. But many extra people had problems with David Brooks this week's this week as he wrote a column uh, dealing with class warfare, essentially saying that the upper classes, the upper class and upper middle class, very high middle class, are ruining class warfare by stacking the deck against everyone else. They have money and resources to make their kids do a little bit better. So their kids do better, and the other next group of kids can't do as well. So as generations grow up, there is that gap that keeps widening. Meanwhile, it was so pretentious and so filled with big words and assumptions that were ridiculous, including a claim that he took a friend out for lunch one day, and the friend was so just 
distraught by uh, at the the deli having things called prosciutto and and things like that, that they freaked out and ended up going to a Mexican restaurant instead because this person without a college education could not figure out that prosciutto is just ham. Prosciutto is actually just a different cut of ham, if you didn't know that. So David Brooks writes his column, and the Internet doesn't like it very much, and they let him know exactly how much they didn't. Meanwhile, the Internet let everybody know how much they liked the casting for Marvel's New Warriors. And, of course, the big deal is Squirrel Girl, which, if you know anything about the actual New Warriors comic book and their history, have very little to do with Squirrel Girl. But Squirrel Girl, or the unbeatable Squirrel Girl, as she is known, is a character in Marvel Comics that is unbeatable. She is written to have the powers of a squirrel, and that is written open-ended, as in whatever that means. She apparently has a tail when she has to, and her best friend is a squirrel, a pet squirrel that comes around. There's a show on Freeform, which is, used to be ABC Family, and that's a long story in itself, that's going to cast the cast of the New Warriors, or Squirrel Girl and the New Warriors, featuring the girl who used to play the AT&T sales girl, on Lily on commercials. So you've seen her doing that. She recently did work in This Is Us. She's leaving that show to do this new show here. It's a 30-minute, half-hour comedy show that's going to have an ensemble cast of various characters playing various weirded, odd-typed um, superheroes who not only deal with being superpowered, which will probably be done on a low-budget level, but dealing with the issues of young adult life. So think of it as friends with a bit more weirdness because all the friends have random superpowers together, including the most popular one who has the power of a squirrel. And that's how you describe it. Oh, by the way, she always wins any confrontation. She beats every single... Yes, she's even beaten Dr. Doom and guys like that. She just wins. It's just... it. Just go with it. Just, just go with it. Our number one story of the week, which is by far the most popular and responded to story, and it just came down yesterday. Technically, it's two stories. We can combine uh, the late one and the early one. It's probably about 450% more responses than the freeform story from Marvels and the New Warriors. This is on Cosmo DiNardo, who is uh, the man in Pennsylvania who admitted to uh, killing um, four missing men. Now, this became a story uh, earlier in the morning when a find in a farmyard in Pennsylvania in a grave, a basically a, a shallow a, a grave dug pretty hastily around 12 foot deep uh, where they found the body, the remains of a person they assumed was one of the missing men. And in the process of going through that study, uh, this man who was already arrested for something else admitted to killing these four men or being involved in the killing of the four missing men completely. The amount of response to the story was amazing for the first part where people were just into the remains being found and the bringing up how and why and what in the four missing men. And then, of course, the confession, uh, the tearful confession uh, that he gave and the statements coming from this police in Pennsylvania. This, of course, still developing, but he did give locations for all four bodies, all four men. And we will find out on the next couple of days how well the stories connect. 
And those are the stories that made our top 10 for the week. Thank you so much for contributing, making sure we knew which stories were very important. And, of course, picking the stories we will use in the upcoming segment with our interviewer, interviewee, if I'm the interviewer. His name is Jay Jackson. You can find him at jjacksonentertainment.com. He's a very good friend of mine. We actually shared a job at the uh, radio station for a while. We joke about, at least I joke about him taking my job uh, four years ago and, or, and moving on from there. Uh, but we will talk about the news. He's did news stuff with us here, and he's doing great things in entertainment all over the city here in Little Rock. We'll talk to him about the stories that were the big picks, and he'll get a chance to pick which one's the biggest one that he thought came out of the list. You'll hear about that coming up in just a bit here from This is a Conversation. People kept asking me in the comments all week long about Cloud Nine Living and what exactly is the big deal about Cloud Nine Living? Why are they so special? Why are they so important? Why are they so cool? Why did you just go off on just the greatness of Cloud Nine Living? Well, number one, they're cool because they decided they wanted to sponsor us here for this conversation. We were very happy to have them as one of our sponsors, letting you know that they think that we're pretty cool. Number one, they are help supporting the show here. Now, what they do that's so cool? They offer the most amazing vacation excursion packages. Some of them barely, well, I won't say barely legal. That's going a bit of a stretch. Some of them pretty exciting and pretty wild. The biggest thing we talked about is the one we already have scheduled coming up in the next fall. We need some time to set up some sort of timeline for my family, but I'm taking my wife to go drive a race car. She's going to sit in a race car and drive it around a track. And the really cool thing about it is, while she's driving that race car around the track, me and my daughter are going to Legoland. We're going to do something totally different while she does her crazy, amazing, exciting thing in the race car that she's always wanted to do. We're going to go do something else in the same vacation. That's how this works. Cloud9 Living is offering up a great deal on gift certificates for their excursions. They have hot air balloon rides. They have beautiful excursions in very exotic places. They have things that will make you wonder, why am I doing this dangerous thing? And the big thing is, if you don't want to go along for the ride, you can give the person a gift certificate, and they can set up their own vacation. They can set up their own excursion as well. So we set it up so my wife can drive the race car and be as fast and furious as she wants to, while I don't have to worry about being in the car, her being fast and furious, and me and my daughter are going to go play with Legos because that's more my speed, to be honest. But if you want to do something together with your significant other, you can get a great deal. Go to Cloud9Living's website via our link, this is the conversation.com slash cloud nine, the numeral nine, C L O U D nine, and get a great deal for 10% off gift certificates. So you can get your same packages whenever you want to. You buy a certificate whenever you're up to doing that deal. Go make it happen and get a little bit knocked off the price as well. If you want to go ride with my wife in Dallas, by all means, you're free to do that. Like I said, me and my daughter, whole nother tide of town. We're going to take care of that for the whole family. You can take care of exactly what they want. She lives out her dreams. I get to know she has the joy of living out her dreams without having to be there to live out that exact dream because it's a little scary for me. Cloud9 Living allows you to set up the most amazing excursions, and the really best thing about having a gift certificate is you can give it to that person, and they can do the excursion all by themselves. I'm not going to say I am a proponent of the, the whole divided vacation things, but when you can go on a vacation and go do things that you really want to do and they can do what they really want to do 
and both people are happy about that, trust me, it makes coming back together a whole another level of experience. So check out the great experiences that they have. And, of course, they have some things that are a little less dangerous as well. Uh, but this time, she's driving cars. We're going to play Legos. Life is good in our household. But check out for a great deal for gift certificates for Cloud9 Living. Get discounts on the gift certificates so you don't have to rush to set up the whole program and set up your vacation. This is a conversation.com slash Cloud9. Thank you for being a part of everything we've been doing with this podcast, hopefully making it better, making it shorter. We'll get there as well and making all the pieces work. So it's really is about conversations on the news and getting information from various bits and pieces. We have plenty of great names lined up from around the nation to talk about what's going on in the news coming up in the later days. But the original shot we had to make this thing work out with an interview happened to be with this man coming up in just a bit. His name is Jay Jackson. He's a man I worked with in radio for many years. Uh, we did news stuff together. We did some entertainment stuff together as well. And then he left the corporate world to go completely independent, doing all the things that you need to do to be completely independent. He's young. He's single. He could do that stuff. And trust me, at this point, I'm definitely living vicariously through him in his comedy shows, and his music acts. He's producing shows um, all, all around the region, Little Rock, Arkansas and into uh, Memphis and areas here locally. He's doing great things in entertainment, but he's a very sharp cat, very intelligent individual, and is always into the news. So that's why I picked him to originally do this. We had some issues uh, that came up in my personal life that kept the, the starting of the interviews from happening, but now some of those are cleared up. Jay was very gracious to give me a little time as he's preparing for a big show that is airing tonight as this thing is being produced. Uh, it was yesterday as we were being um, as we were recording it today as it's being aired or released. So hang with us. Meet my man, Jay Jackson. He's going to make you he's he's going to make you believe that there's some young brothers out there who really have their act together, making things happen on an independent level and still keeping one foot into the world of staying activist-like. He's a really big activist-type person, too, so we'll, when we bring him back later, we'll let him talk about more activism stuff. But today, we were talking about the news stories from the top ten and interviewing the brand-new bracket system of going over how we'll discuss the big story of the week. And, of course, as we always do when we open up our conversations, I get to complain about the fact he stole my job many years ago all right so so let's get this out of the way first you know we got we got bad blood man you know you know we never gonna have any mad love because you of course stole my job you know three years ago <laughs> I, I think you're remembering that differently i'm pretty sure you came in and said i'm taking this job i'm, I'm get, get this jay out of here this jay's taking my seat <laughs> that's kind of how i remember it <laughs> Hey, I, I, as, as I recall, you were moving on to bigger and better things, so like I just had to take this opportunity. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you stole my job. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. No, you know, we know what happened. Yeah, I shifted over to what was supposed to be bigger and better opportunity. It really was just more work and less time on the radio. And then, of course, <laughs> um, you stepped up from the main newsroom on the news station to the news for the uh, morning talk show, Broadway Joe Morning Show, which is, of course, still the number one talk show in the state. Uh, so so somehow they survive without you um, and without me, obviously enough. But um, but no, I congratulations. I'm very um, 
I am very proud of all the things you've done. I wish I can get out and see more of them, but you know I'm an old guy, so old. I, I go to bed at nine thirty, uh, so so I can't stay out late with you, you young folks. Uh, well, but well, all we're, we're going to do more 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 uh, earlier shows for the grown folks. I mean, if, if you're if you're not in bed by seven, you can generally you can generally catch something going see, on. See, I can. I'm trying to go to bed by seven. If I didn't have a five year old who wanted to stay up all night, I'd probably be in bed by seven. <laughs> You can, you can bring your five-year-old to the club with you. Uh, no, that's, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. As much as she'd love to come, uh, <laughs> I'm sure uh, uh, LRPD wouldn't be happy about that. So, <laughs> All right, so uh, I know we got big things going on, and we'll talk about some of the big things you got to promote in a bit, but let's go ahead and play the game. And as we've been talking before, you can sort of tag the name on it. I've gone back and forth from uneven brackets to broken brackets to unfair brackets so we'll play the bracket game you tell me exactly how it feels and you can maybe put the real gloss on it and hopefully i'll remember okay. to call that okay all right all right so for people this is our first time doing this so they'll get the rules we took the top 10 stories for the week and we re-ranked them in no particular order and i'm going to give you two stories at a time and you get to pick which story should move on to the next round of brackets because the first round has 10 stories uh, some either if you get to skip one if you don't like the two stories uh, to the next round, and then um, if you get the first eight, we obviously skip those next two. So okay. some are some are serious, some are uh, not so serious, and of course you don't know what the top ten stories are, but you're a news person, so you have a good idea what's going on in the week. Right, right. All right. Number one and number two are David Brooks writes New York Times column column on class warfare. Warfare can't read warfare. And the internet pounces. And number two is SAG after uses we make NPR to highlight, we make NPR hashtag to highlight NPR journalists' contract negotiations. Now, I know I've read that badly, but do you understand what the two stories are and do you know about the two stories? I, I think, I've, I think I'm, I'm more familiar with the first one. I, the, the second one is, is, is not that familiar to me. Okay. So, uh, so you think David Brooks uh, talking about prosciutto and people being stupid is a better yeah. story to move on to the next round. I think so. Okay. I think so. That, that affects more people. That's a sentiment that a lot of people agree with. Like, All right. You know, the, <laughs> the, next, the next batch, this uh, are actually two serious ones. Now, the first one is the KC-130 that crashed in Mississippi, killing the, the uh, 60 Marines. The mm, second yes. one is uh, also a crash, just ironically. Uh, the attorneys agreeing to put together crash data from Venus Williams' car crash case, and then eventually overturning her responsibility to making her not at fault in the case um you know well me being a being a uh, military guy i, I i'm going to want to talk about the uh the the crash with the uh with the marines involved not a problem that was a really yeah. big one for this week all right oh, yeah. uh we're going to another soldier one this is number five the soldier in new in new york state that killed his wife and the state trooper as he responded to their domestic dispute to call and the number six story is the iphone 8 will possibly cost about twelve hundred dollars the big rumor is it's going to be really really expensive what that's what they say Insane. Okay, we need to talk about that. All right, we're gonna push that one. Okay. All right, and okay, so of course you can skip one, or we'll, we'll just skip the last two. But number seven and number eight. Number seven. Oh, this one's a hard one. I didn't even realize this worked out this way. I didn't look at the list after I shuffled them. But number seven, <laughs> live action Aladdin is struggling to find the cast of lead actors. I.e., they can't find an Arab person to play Aladdin. 
<laughs> okay. And number eight, Freeform finds the cast for Marvel's New Warriors. Freeform's going to have the show Squirrel Girl and the New Warriors. They've casted everyone, including um, the girl who played the AT&T commercials. Lily is the Squirrel Girl. And <laughs> and um, the guy that played the big brother in um, Baby Daddy is uh, playing Mr. Immortal. And they've they got everybody else cast out, but Squirrel Girl is cast, and people are going nuts about it. And people are going nuts about. I see, I see what you did there. What did Squirrel, I do? There? Yuck! 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 I, no, I, <laughs> <laughs> but people also are going crazy about the Aladdin thing because it's like, isn't Jake Gyllenhaal uh, uh, is he free? Can he do something? Can, you know, can he because he played uh, the Prince of Persia, and so apparently, <laughs> apparently Disney can't find an, an a brown skinned person to play a brown skinned person in a Disney movie. I think that's a doggone shame. As, as much as I as much as I love Squirrel Girl, don't get me wrong, I I I, I love me some Squirrel Girl. We got to talk about this Aladdin thing because I mean I, it's one of my one of my big pet peeves is about representation of you know uh, minorities and other cultures in film and in, in film. So uh, yeah, I, I want I definitely want to pick Aladdin in that one. Okay, so we are dropping the uh, story that broke like crazy yesterday. Uh, the next uh, case was between Cosmo DiNardo, who, of course, the man who admitted to killing the four missing men in Pennsylvania. He was going up against, or that story going up against, the giant iceberg that split off from Antarctica that finally split off this week. So those two stories have been dropped uh, from the next bracket. So, okay? All right, All right. So, so now we are pairing up the David Brooks story and his New York Times column versus the Mississippi KC-130 crash story. Let's go with this. Let's go with the C one thirty. Okay. On the one. Let us talk about that. All right. And now this is the iPhone versus Aladdin. iPhone's expensive. Aladdin can't find Aladdin. <laughs> wow! I just, I just that price point just blows my mind. Let's let's go with let's go with Aladdin. I, I, okay. I'll do some research on that price point on my own. Like, why in the world would that be so expensive? Who are they selling this to? I uh, I don't. Uh, it's it's. <laughs> Definitely going with Aladdin because I, 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 that's a pet peeve of mine. So I, like, I don't know. The rumor in the iPhone right now is basically the the ID fingerprint may or not may be there because it's not working so well, and it mm. might cost a lot of money. So that's the big rumors. Okay, that means the, we'll, we'll talk about the two, but you'll pick which one is most important, the KC-130 or Aladdin. So we'll talk about those two quickly, but which one is, is the top and which one's the um, the runner-up? To, to, uh, to my thinking, top story, Aladdin. Not a problem. And all right, so we'll talk about that one, and we'll talk about the, the other one, and we'll see why the two are there. Okay, so you know the, ba- the the basics of it. Disney is now doing live action everything because they've already done Broadway everything, and so it make it makes money. It's big deal. <laughs> they got to cannibalize their own their own canon here. Exactly, and after they cannibalize someone else's canon, they just keep up with it. But now the big deal is after Beauty and the Beast did so well. Aladdin is the next one up to bat because it's it's beloved by many folk. But Will Smith may play the genie. There's some names to play um to to play um the villains, and they may have a beat on who they may have their female lead, their Jasmine is. But apparently uh-huh. India, Bollywood, the world is not available to give up one man to play Aladdin. At least Disney can't find the right Aladdin. What do you think about that? I, I I think that's a doggone shame because uh, they can <laughs> we can certainly if if it had been like terrorist number four 
were G- jihadist number three, they, they'd, have, they'd have been able to find brown people out of the woodwork, you know, uh, and, 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 that, uh, and that just really gets my goat. Of course, this is kind of coming up on the uh, heels of uh, Daniel Day Kim and uh, uh, Grace Park yes. leaving Hawaii Five O. It's a it's an issue now with with uh, you know uh, actors of uh, who are who are brown or, or Asian or, or and black and uh, even even black folks still uh, struggle with this. But uh, representation is uh, in in mass media and in film and in entertainment is is becoming a hot button issue. Um, and there's a reason why it's important because you know black and brown and Asian kids still consume this this media and so i i i call uh i'm gonna call i'm gonna call bs on this uh as far as dizzy saying that they're not able to to find a a a brown actor to play aladdin you know what that sounds like to me that sounds like to me like a preemptive uh it sounds to me like a preemptive excuse because you know after after disney uh, you know, which uh, maintains the Marvel properties now, the the Marvel film properties. Um, they got into a lot of hot water when they cast a white woman uh, reca- as a as an uh, as a character who had originally been Asian uh, in Doctor Strange. You know, um, so they and they faced a lot of they faced a lot of backlash for that. They uh, the movie uh, I, I don't know that that Disney had anything to do with it. But uh, Ghost in the Shell movies with yes. Scarlett Johansson, you know, yes. that, that's uh, the twist on you know, that one um, is a bit disturbing as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, and 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 it and it and, and people are noticing these things. Uh, the 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 whitewashing that's come over, um, you know, Hollywood, where uh, you know, black and brown characters and Asian characters are 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 being co-opted by white actors or just written out entirely. And it's uh, and and that's an excuse. So it's so in the face of all of that controversy, I think what Disney's actually doing is trying to get ahead of it. You know, like saying, "Oh, we don't have any black or brown actors," and so yeah, we're, when we cast, so maybe when we cast this white guy and give him a tan, when we whenever we whenever we put you know, uh, 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 Matt Damon, Matt Damon, that'd be a great great role for Matt Damon, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I respectfully disagree. I mean, I'm sure he's got. I'm sure he has absolutely nothing going on. Matt Damon would love a shot at being in Latin. <laughs> uh, well, you know, there's. Uh, I mean, there there were some names that had been kept around. You know, Dev Patel, uh, uh, Riz Ahmed. Um, it'll probably be somebody who's a new uh, a newcomer but they but the last i uh the last i saw they were they were looking at some uh some dutch guys uh um, really like dutch dutch I, guys or like dutch guys of indian uh, descent or, I, that, or Asian I, descent? I, that i couldn't tell you but i remember that one of the at least one of the actors they were considering was was dutch you know, uh, and and I'm like, come on, man. That that that's what's what's next? Are you gonna have uh, are you gonna have Uma Thurman as Mulan? Like, come on, man. I'm sure she would love that role these days. She's not doing very much, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, so very quickly, let's talk about this KC130. Of course, the sad, really sad thing is, 
all 16 members on board. I believe one of them was a Navy, directly Navy person, but they were all Marines or Navy seamen, essentially, uh, dying after this plane crash. It, no one knows exactly what happened at this point, uh, but it had some issues as it reached some higher altitude in the over Mississippi. And the really kind of, if there's a cool thing about this was, they had to take a lot of time to secure the area because this was an yeah. elite unit with lots of guns and lots yeah. of bullets that were going off while the plane was burning up. Yeah. And that, that's, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's absolutely heartbreaking to um, watch. I, I saw some of this, uh, I saw some of the aerial, aerial footage uh, of the crash happened in, uh, happened in Mississippi. Um, it, it just, it, 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 as a service member that, that breaks my heart, my heart goes out to, uh, to those, uh, to those Marines, to the families of those Marines and, and, uh, to the, to the people that they served with. But, uh, you know, you can't, you can't help but wonder, you know, what, what could be done to, what could have been done to, um, to rectify this. Of course, I mean, the investigation is still going on naturally so i mean we there's there's uh there's not a whole lot they've i think as of uh as of yesterday they uh they recovered the they finally recovered the engine um but yeah it just it, it, like your and your mind races to try to to try to 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 explain what's going on but uh yeah that's one one of the as you said one of the problematic things about about trying to investigate this is was the nature of of the uh, of the unit that was on there, and they were carrying a, they were carrying a quite a bit of uh, a, a quite large amount of, from what I understand, uh, amount of small arms ammunition and and uh, and ordnance. So um, uh, it would, it's just one of those things. That it's a, it's it's tragic, and it and it, and it breaks my heart. And uh, we just want to see uh, uh, see what unfolds. Because I, I mean, I'm I'm, sure, I'm certain that everyone involved is. Uh, and everyone who knew those soldiers, uh, knew those Marines is looking for answers. That is definitely uh, the president. Uh, of course, gave us condolences pretty quickly after this one went down. Uh, not a lot of chatter or anything controversial. Just basically saying uh, he grieves for the loss of life and here, and hopes that this investigation will go as quickly as possible. Of course, we'll bring you back a little bit later on to talk about your thoughts on our president because i know you got a few on those let's talk about a couple things you got going on uh you live in little rock arkansas this this podcast isn't global quite yet but it gets a little reach (laughs) and there's a couple folks here in town listening but if someone's riding through the mid the middle south and they want to check out something jay jackson has going on what would they be looking for they would be looking for uh jay jackson entertainment.com uh first off kind of shows up uh Everything that I that I have uh, that I've got cooking, um, you know, stand up between stand up comedy and music and uh, producing shows and bartending and uh, writing and you know I'm a, I'm a part time stripper I do hair all this kind of stuff yeah so yeah hey, I'm, I'm trying to make money anyway hey, I can got to pay the bills <laughs> so I understand but uh, Jay Jackson Entertainment is uh, where folks can uh, generally find me um, I, I do a I, I produce and host a monthly variety show called Comedy Cage Match uh, that I'm super proud of. We just had this month uh, uh, edition last night uh, as of this recording, uh, and so and it, and it went very well. It's been going very it's been going very steadily. We've been building a fan base and building uh, uh, building on the show, and it's 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 I'm really I'm really happy with it. The last time we had. Um, 
uh, a Memphis versus Little Rock sort of uh, uh, sort of thing going. So it was uh, so it was really great. Uh, everyone who was involved has always you know had a lot of fun. Um, you know, with, with uh, we had musical guests and uh, part stand up, part improv. You know, think of it as like uh, American Bandstand meets Whose Line Is It Anyway. It's kind of how I like to think of it. It's, uh, and it, it's a really great two show. show. You just picked two shows. And, Little Rock like it. You picked two shows, no one under 20 and has any idea what are. So how am I going to explain that? American Bandstand? What? what, what? <laughs> that was. That was that was for grown folks. That's a reference for the grown folks. <laughs> and one of these days, I'm gonna make my way out there and um let you crush my dreams and stand up for one of those um open mic nights. One day, I'm gonna get out there and uh, hey, let you um, throw darts and beers and all that good stuff at me. You know, one of the great things about uh, about performing in Little Rock, uh, particularly comedy, we have we have stand up comedy four nights a week now. Uh, and whereas we back in the day when I started back in my day. You know, we had uh, one mic every other week if they felt like it, you know, if mm-hmm. the show didn't get canceled. And now we've got uh, four four uh, nights a week where you can go uh, and, and try this thing out. And then in addition to, you know, regular shows on uh, Fridays and Saturdays, sometimes even Sundays. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's great. It's been a, uh, it's been a wild ride the past uh, four years. This is, uh, this is my fourth year. Uh, doing it, and um, I've had a, I've had a blast, and met a lot of uh, met a lot of great people doing this, and made a lot of funny friends. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's one of those great things that uh, um, that people absolutely should come and take participate more in. Jay Jackson, thank you so much for being our first inaugural member of the uh, the interview section of the podcast. And what are we going to call this thing? How how did you feel about the brackets? Ah, I felt pretty good. I I, I like that. Um, I don't I, I don't know what I don't know what to call it. I, I, let me get let me get back to you on that one. Uh, All right. Uh, so we'll go another week with three or four names of the bracket contest till we figure out the bracket <laughs> contest. But the bracket, but it, naming thing. But it stays. Uh, it does stay. You like that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it sticks. Outstanding. Thank you very much, Jay Jackson of jjacksonentertainment.com. Check him out for all things comedy, all things music, and many things going through Little Rock. And he has some regional things as well. So if you're near the region or just looking for something new, check out my good friend Jay Jackson at jjacksonentertainment. Say that three times fast.com. Jay, thank you so much for being with us, man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Much thanks to Jay Jackson for being our inaugural Brackets player. Uh, we still don't have a real name for it, but we'll deal with that later on. Jay Jackson, I was blessed to work with him for about four years before he left here, the main company we worked with together. Uh, not here, the podcast place, but the company we worked together with. And he's off doing his independent stuff and doing a damn fine job, if I must say so myself. Very proud to know that young brother now let's go into the other thans the stories or some of the stories that didn't make the top 10 we had a total this week of close to 78 stories that were floated through even on the day that we had very little stories which of course had the epiphany of let's make this thing shorter might not happen today but we're gonna go through rapid fire some other stories that didn't quite make the big top 10 list including green day who of course spoke out billy joe anderson spoke out about the performance they did after the dying acrobat in the uh, festival they had a few weeks ago he basically told folks like hey 
We didn't know what was going on. We were in a total different area setting up for our performance. It was going on. We're at festivals where many things are happening and no one really knows what's happening. And we were setting up as it happened. We went on stage and performed as planned. And as we got off the stage, our manager informed us what was going on. They gave some condolences and some regrets for some of the issues that happened. But as far as them playing a concert right after the acrobat, they had no idea in the real-time moment. New trial date set for Bill Cosby. November will be the time where we'll redo this whole Cosby thing again. All the witnesses that were called for the first trial will be made available for the second trial. We assume they'll reread the same um, testimony uh, from 10 years ago in the trial. Of course, this one ended with the jury being deadlocked. Uh, we will see how this works out for take number two. Over the last weekend, Mr. Shia LaBeouf, the actor and weird guy, did something weird and acting weird, I guess. Disorderly conduct and public drunkenness were the charges he picked up while he was in Georgia, uh, just wandering around outside a bar, asking people for cigarettes, them saying no, and him basically cursing at them. Uh, everything was all free and clear within a couple days after he sobered up and paid his fines. Also happening uh, last week was the uh, contestant Brandon Rogers, a doctor who uh, gave a performance on Americans Got Talent about a month ago. Uh, or maybe a little further than a month ago. But a month ago, he died in a car accident. And this is something that the producers have actually been talking about uh, publicly for a while. His family have asked that his performance be aired in the show where he auditioned at. And they did that. There was a bit of disclaimer before going on saying what had happened before. And then they aired it as if nothing had happened, as if he were just going to perform. And, of course, at the end, he received the, the he received a plus from all four judges. He got a chance to move on into the setting. Obviously, he's not working with the cast right now because he had him passing away a month ago, but a very sad story and a great performance by the young man on TV, and we're definitely all at a loss for him not being here to perform that for us or perform for us later on on a date there. Some animal stories of the week. Dozens of turtles were crossing the runway at JFK Airport last weekend, last Friday, and it caused flight delays for many as they waited for the turtles to get across. Turtles, an endangered species, so when the turtles have the right of way, they definitely have the right of way. Meanwhile, bears out there don't necessarily have the right of way, but they're known for being fierce runners when chasing their prey. This time, the prey was a man who was a professional marathon runner who had a little something for them. He was training for his marathons in Maine, because that's where you train for marathons, I guess, was running out in a neighborhood, which was fairly wooded and apparently close to where the bears were living. The bears, awakened from their hibernation, see him, two of them, chase him down, and they chase him down because he ran to an abandoned house and closed himself in and waited the bears out. Now, wildlife officials will say never try to outrun a bear, but this guy outran two of them at the same time. Mitch McConnell is going to delay the start of the August recess right now, currently about two weeks, so that the Senate can finish their work. They're not going to go outside and play until they get health care fixed, or at least some things fixed. Health care hopefully will be the thing that will keep them from keep won't keep them too long from going home for their August recess. But the head of the Senate, Mitch McConnell, says we're going to right now put a delay on your trips home for the summer because we got plenty of work to do. So we're going to take our time to do it, not try to rush something bad. A quick 
um, confirmation of all the Marvel stuff we talked about today. We're also going to confirm that Nick Fury, Nick Fury, I should say Nick Fury. Nick Fury is a totally other thing. Nick Fury, played by Samuel Jackson, will be in Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel movie coming soon. Whether he'll pop up here, there, or anywhere else, we don't know. But he apparently has a nine-picture deal with Marvel, which sounded weird when they started things off with Iron Man. But he's appearing in nine different movies, and there's plenty of movies between here and the end of the Phase 3 to have planned out. If you're a member of, or if you remember Todd Marinovich, who was a pretty good quarterback, although flaming out fairly soon in his ability, he's trying to make a comeback with a minor league quarterbacking, a minor league football, essentially trying to work his way into some sort of shape for a quarterbacking comeback at the age of 48. If Tom Brady can do it, then maybe Todd Marinovich can do it. He was pretty amazing when he actually was doing very well. And wrapping things up for the week, Really quick, Jimmy Carter doing fine after collapsing from dehydration in Winnipeg, Canada. He was working on a Habitat for Humanity project in Canada. He still does plenty of those things, even at his age. But his age apparently uh, got the best of him uh, a few days ago. He had to go to the hospital, being taken care of. He is fine. Probably not suing any hammers this weekend, though. We are losing or have lost the life of Kid Fresh Ice, if you don't remember him. You probably do remember the two live crew from back in the 80s and 90s. He was a founding member of that crew, original member of the group, dying at the age of 53, which, of course, puts mortality on me in a sense. And, of course, not only being a very famous, dirty, raunchy rapper, but being one of the pioneers of Asian rappers, being an Asian man in a major labor rap group on the radio, even though it was censored music. Kid Rock, going into politics, he confirms he's running for the Senate and getting so still in politics, but getting out of his actual party, Joe Scarborough from Scarborough Country and Morning Joe now on MSNBC, is officially unregistering as a Republican, registering as independent, so he can do more independent work for his show and not have to kowtow to some of the talk on either side on how politics are going, specifically with the big issues he's currently having with our current president of the United States. And that are the also thans, another segment that isn't quite named yet after all this time of doing this podcast. But we're going to figure it out together. You can help me name these things and do whatever you want to as we set these things up for future use. But what we do have is a completed podcast for the day. Three segments. We had our top ten. We had our interview. We talked about the other big stories. And we're going to wrap things up with the famous thank yous. Or maybe not so famous thank yous, but I'll give you plenty of thank yous at the end. Now, make sure you are a part of all the big conversations we have all week long, all the time. It's very simple. Just follow us on the social media you're already using. Go to Twitter and put in TH underscore conversation. Follow us there. Go to Facebook. Put in This is the Conversation. Follow us there. And then go to our main website, thisistheconversation.com for all things we got going on. Respond, reply, retreat, refriend, share it with friends, enemies, or whatever. Go to your favorite podcatcher and leave us ratings and reviews. And just be here with us as a part of all the big conversations all day, all week, all the time. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being in with the conversations. For more info on things I have going on in my personal and public and professional and the whatnots, go to jclevenpain.net. And thank you once again for Jay Jackson being a part of the show today, helping us out with our interview. You can find out what he has going on by visiting jjacksonentertainment.com. Once again, we've done it for the week. On Monday, we'll recap Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then we'll do the rest of the week day by day until another regrouping on Saturday. We'll go through the top ten, 
and the also thens, plus talk to some news people about why and how and what they're looking at in the news. Thank you very much for being a part of this show. Make sure you're back for the next show, brought to you by this is a conversation.com.